He is the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru, as heard many times on the Ira Kaufman podcast. The great Sean Sullivan is here now with his new podcast, Best in Class, presented by Bill Curry Ford. You love diving into all things NFL draft, but what about after the draft? That's what this weekly podcast is about, and a little bit of Buccaneers talk too. Keeping up with the rookies and second-year guys around the NFL, how they are playing, how they're being used, and much more. Here he is, Sean Sullivan. Hi, everyone. It's Sean Sullivan with Best in Class coming to you from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa. What a great weekend of football. Got lots of stuff going on. Grace was uh, saying I got to say hello to all the South Koreans. We are trending high Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll never forget you guys. Grace is saying that we're trending now in, uh, I'm getting more Tampa followers, more Miami followers, uh, a lot of South Florida stuff going on. So I'm privileged and grateful for the listeners. Podcast continues to grow. It's exciting. Please follow us at Bill Curry Tampa. Please visit our website, www.billcurryford.com to see all the great specials that we have going on for end of year. You realize your car is about to be a year older. It's never going to be worth more money than right now, so please come down and see me, Sean Sullivan. I will help you part service, body shop, sell a car, buy a car, whatever, and then we'll talk football. I'd like to uh, thank uh, Meat Market in Hyde Park for hosting our employee dinner for our management staff. Rob and his staff are amazing. Uh, If you haven't been to Meat Market in Hyde Park, you're really missing out. It is the premier place in South Florida to go. The staff is amazing. Two-server system on the table. Amazing chefs, amazing uh, service. We're both striving right now. Uh, I talked to Rob, the manager there. We're striving right now to both uh, see who can get our staff to be the best customer service staff in the industry. I'm fighting for the car business, and he's fighting for the restaurant business. So... We're, doing, we're both doing very good because I can tell you I've never had a bad experience there. Thank you for, for treating my staff like family. I really appreciate it. Grace, did I miss anything? Nope. All right, great. Toys for Tots just got picked up. I think the, the rest of this month, I think we're done with, uh, with all the charity stuff. We did, we did M, um, AMI and we did Toys for Tots. And now we have a Christmas party on Christmas Eve for the staff. So if you want to stop by and see some fun stuff, we're open uh, until 2 p.m. on Christmas Eve. Uh, we'll have food trucks here, games for the kids. It's just going to be a fun event. Grace has put it all together, and I have a couple of surprises for my staff, which is going to be uh, super exciting that I'm not going to announce on the radio. And then um, excited to talk about football. All right, our Buccaneers, uh, and I say our Buccaneers because I followed them since 76, and they're, I feel like they're my family, even though the face has changed. Uh, they're still my Buccaneers. 130-17 to 17 over Atlanta. This game is exactly what we thought it was going to be. We knew the Tampa Bay was going to do a tune-up game going into the Buffalo week this week. I was very impressed with how the offense moved. I know that Bruce Arians talked this week about being uh, in, in playoff-ready. There are a few players that are playoff ready, and there's a few players that are not, and that's to be expected with all the injuries that we've had. But we're 9-3, and three. playoff Lenny, uh, Lombardi Lenny, whatever we want to call him, is now had seven uh, catches for 48 yards. What a terrific day for him catching the ball. So let's talk about Lombardi Lenny real quick. So he's 26 years old. He has a Super Bowl now that he won with us last year. He now leads the NFL in receptions this year with 58. Uh, He has 402 yards receiving on 58 catches. He is fifth in the NFL in catch percentage, meaning that he catches, uh, he's fifth highest in catching uh, percentage. Balls thrown to him, he catches a a higher percentage. So you don't want to be at 50% like Odell Beckham was in Cleveland. 
you you know you want to be obviously you want to be a hundred percent, but there's nobody at hundred percent. But you know he's fifth. Um, I wanted to congratulate him on on just an amazing effort. He runs hard every time with the ball. Super impressive guy. I, I can't wait to get in the playoffs and watch him run over people. Very exciting. But Lenny, if you're listening, I just wanted you to know that I'm very proud of the fact that you're leading the NFL and receiving catches with 58. You're a hard runner. You represent the Tampa Bay area every time you run the ball. And we're very appreciative of you having you here. Let's talk about some draft picks in this game. Joe Tryon, our first-round draft pick out of Washington. He had two tackles and a quarterback pressure. The one thing I can say about Joe Tryon right now is that he's such a liability in the run. I, uh, if you watch this Atlanta game, Cordell Patterson, um, he ran to Joe's side when he was in the game. He got some big runs. So I know that that's the hardest thing for a rookie defensive end to learn is staying in your um, lane and gap and making sure that you're playing the run just as much as you would rush the passer. So he's got a lot of work to do on that. I mean, that explains why Anthony Nelson got so many snaps in this game is because he stays in his uh, gap and makes sure that we have um, run stops going on. But uh, we need to get better at that because he gets up the field fast and then the running back just runs right by him. So Lots of work to do, Joe, but we have faith in you. I wrote some notes here for the game, so I'm just going to go through them. Scotty Miller had three plays in the, in the game. I thought that was an odd thing. I put a little question mark by it. I don't know if he's still hurt or still during with the, dealing with the turf toe, but he's a guy that stretches the field. And last week, you know, he had that terrible um, route where, he, where um, he caused Brady to get an interception, but he also drew a 39-yard pass interference call later in that game. So I'm just curious why he only played three plays. Vita Vea. Our first-round draft pick out of Washington a few years ago, two sacks on the day. Man, he's just scary. I can't even imagine what Matt Ryan was thinking seeing Vea come at him. I mean, I would just lay down, too. I would lay down before the play started if Vea was coming at me, to be honest. Sue, two sacks. The guy's just violent. Sue, I've talked to him on many occasions. He is a terrific guy. He's an entrepreneur, loves his family. But I will tell you, when he steps on the football field, he's mean and, uh, and physical. Having Sue and Vea in the middle of our, our defense to stop the run and get four sacks, what a game for those guys. Will Golston, who is, like I said, he's my lunch, my lunch pail guy. He just All he does is pack his lunch and go to work. That guy doesn't say anything, doesn't cause any problems. He just goes to work. I hope that he's okay. I know he had, a, he had a, an injury. Uh, Bruce Arians said after the game that he thought it was minor. I hope that's still the case. There's a Cam Gill sighting. I don't know if you – are watching the games, but the last two weeks, um, he's a free agent um, linebacker out of Wagner College, which I don't know where Wagner is. I didn't look it up before the uh, podcast, but wherever it is, uh, I don't think it's a big football school. But he uh, had another sack, and on passing third downs, if you notice, Cam Gill has been rushing off the edge, and I don't know who he's replacing. I don't know if he's coming in for Pierre Paul or uh, Levante David. I don't know what position he's playing. I need to do some more research, but it looks to me like on passing third downs, they're getting some rush out of Cam Gill. So thank you for your effort, Cam. He had two tackles and a sack uh, in this game. The sack was a big sack at the time. Anthony Nelson, our fourth-round pick out of Iowa, um, had a QB uh, hurry. And I know that goes down in the stat line, but his QB hurry was really uh, a forearm to the chest of Matt Ryan that drew a penalty I don't understand it. I think that he's a solid player um, stopping the run. He's a, he's a nice backup player. He shows some punch uh, as a pass rusher sometimes, but that was just silly. 
for, good, for goodness sakes, they, they throw a flag on the Bucks for everything they do right now, and Anthony Nelson literally just throws an arm right to his chest uh, and knocks him down. You're going to get a penalty every time on that, Anthony, but I appreciate the effort and the physical play. That's really all I wanted to go over. Uh, I know that the Tom Brady interception in the second half, I mean, I've heard everybody talking about it. Yes, it stunned me too. I was speechless after it happened. You know, but those guys get paid to make plays. I don't think Tom Brady is going to make that mistake again. He was trying to make a play. We were trying to see if we could get some yards. I mean, obviously, how could you fault him? It definitely, it definitely made me quiet for a minute, and I'm a big talker. Uh, I didn't really say much until the third quarter. But I'm happy that Tom Brady's still playing at a very high level. Godwin had uh, broke his uh, record for the most receptions in a game. Mike Evans had spectacular two third-down catches that were just amazing uh, catches. Uh, and there's uh, no uh, Jonathan Dar- um, Jalen Darden sighting, which was our, our pick, one of our draft picks. So I really don't have anything else to say. Congratulations, Tampa, 30-17. We're 9-3. and um, We get to play Buffalo on a short week after that uh, debacle of a game last night against the uh, Patriots. So that's going to be interesting. We're going to get their best shot, Tampa. We know it's coming. It's, it's definitely coming. Uh, on to the next game, Arizona uh, and the Bears. Arizona won this game 33-22. to It would have been nice if the Bears had been more competitive in this game, uh, but Dalton threw four picks. I really need Arizona to lose a game so the Bucs can continue to climb. Kyle Murray threw two touchdowns, ran for two touchdowns. Uh, he was the first-round draft pick out of Oklahoma. Uh, Zabin Collins, the linebacker out of Tulsa, he was the first-round draft pick of uh, Arizona, seems to be really struggling. Uh, he seems to be the only player struggling on Arizona right now. Congratulations on Arizona, 10-2 uh, team, first 10-win team in the NFL. Hopefully um, we don't have to go through Arizona guys uh, in the playoffs. I would prefer them to lose in the first round and then everything come through Tampa to go uh, to the Super Bowl. Uh, next game, Chargers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Chargers 41, Cincinnati 22. My boy Justin Herbert. 26 of 35, 317 yards, three TDs. First-round draft pick out of Oregon. He just plays great. I mean, he broke Dan Marino's record. Um, He's broken several NFL records. I think he's got a a massive future ahead. Joe Burrow, the first-round draft pick uh, out of LSU, struggled in this game. He threw two picks. He didn't look completely healthy to me. He looks like, um, you know, he he really struggled to get the ball downfield. T. Higgins, uh, second-round pick out of Clemson for Cincinnati, wide receiver. I've talked about him many times. He had nine catches, 138 yards, and a TD. He had a spectacular TD catch. If you guys didn't see it, you should uh, replay this game and, and, and watch that end zone catch. It was phenomenal. Chase really didn't have a very big game. Um, T. Higgins really was the star of this game for Cincinnati, but they were out of it early. Chargers took a big lead early. There was a Vernon Hargrave sighting. He was a first-round draft pick out of Florida for the Buccaneers. He is now playing uh, corner for the Chargers. That just blew the Chargers' playoff hopes. So we'll see how that goes, but you're not going to win playing with with him starting on your team. I can tell you that right now. On to the next game, Eagles uh, 33, Jets 18. Uh, The mullet. Garden Minshew had a sighting, 20 of 25, 242 yards and two TDs. He was a six-round pick at a Jacksonville out of Washington State. This guy was very accurate. He looked poised. He looked like a great veteran. Uh, I really think he gave the Eagles a lift, and he's very accurate on those short passes. Kenneth Gainwell, the Memphis running back, that was their fifth-round pick. He had 12 carries for 54 yards and a TD, five catches for 33 yards. Um, he looks like a a very solid um, running back, receiving as well. It looks like the Eagles have a 
ha- just have a knack for finding these guys in the draft. Um, and I, we could probably, I could probably name three if I got a second. But on to Zach Wilson of the Jets. He was their first-round draft pick out of BYU, 23 of 38, 226, and two TDs through a pick. Um, he looked a lot better in this game. But the Jets were just out of it early. The Jets' defense is just awful. I, I see the Jets going defense twice with their two picks next year, uh, their two first-round draft picks. Elijah Moore, the second-round pick out of Ole Miss, had six catches, 77 yards, and a TD. He seems to be Zach Wilson's favorite target. Elijah Vera Tucker, their first-round draft pick out of USC at guard, played very solid. So if you look at the Jets' last year's draft, I mean, they, they have three pretty good players, I think. And, and obviously the jury's still out on Zach Wilson. I mean, the you got you got to give a quarterback three years to really evaluate him. But Elijah Moore and Elijah Vera Tucker seem like very solid draft picks. Again, the Eagles went 33 uh, to 18 over the Jets. Uh, Garden Minshew was the star. Uh, Washington 17, Raiders 15. Terribly boring game. Uh, it, neither team really wanted to win. Um, it was a very physical game. Lots of penalties in this game. Jameen Davis, a linebacker out of Kentucky, was a first-round draft pick of the Washington Redskins, had six tackles, one tackle for loss. I thought he played very well, but he's, uh, he's suffering in pass coverage. And all first-year, second-year linebackers, and we, we experienced this with Devin White, and I think we're still experiencing it to some level, they struggle in pass coverage. Um, Jameen Davis can stop the run. He can get tackles for loss. He can get behind the line of scrimmage. He can rush the passer. Again, He'll figure it out. I really do. He has the speed and, and the coverage ability to do it, but I uh, wish him the best. Nate Hobbs, the corner out of Illinois, um, he was a fifth-round draft pick of the Raiders, had nine tackles and one pass defense. The reason why I'm bringing up Nate Hobbs is because he has 40 tackles and an interception on the year for a fifth-round draft pick out of Illinois. So congratulations to Nate Hobbs. The Raiders actually found a draft pick that's, that's actually starting and playing. That's amazing. Colin Farrell the uh, first-round uh, defensive end out of Clemson that they took two years ago. I took him very high in this. He had four tackles on the year. Uh, not in the game, but just on the year he's got four tackles. So Farrell, I'm, I'm just trying to understand, he's got no sacks, four tackles on the year. He is not getting a lot of snaps. So I hate to tell you this, but this guy looks like a bust at this point. Uh, I, don't, I just don't see him being able to turn his career around without a fresh start. Uh, that's a terrible waste. I think he was a sixth overall pick uh, two years ago. Rams 37, Jacksonville 7. Not really much to talk about in this game. I only watched half of this game. I decided to uh, go do laundry and put my laundry away versus having to watch the rest of this game. It was terrible. I- I'm a liar. I didn't put my own laundry away. Uh, you, you just stop smiling at me. It was a good analogy, though. I mean, I found anything other than watching the second half of this game. Trevor Lawrence, first-round draft pick out of Clemson, 16 of 28, 145 yards, no TDs, didn't run, no design run plays. The, the kid can't throw a TD. His number one target's out for the year. His partner, um, Travis uh, Entium out of Clemson, you know, was hurt before the season started. He really, James Robinson really doesn't fit what they're trying to do uh, as far as the pass-catching uh, running back. I don't know. Fire Urban Meyer. Matthew Stafford, uh, 26 of 38, 295, three TDs. Sony Michelle, uh, running back out of Georgia, 24 for 121 and a TD. Those were basically the stars of this game. Cooper Cup had a big game for the Rams. So they really just had a, a week off, really. Uh, that's what the Rams got. was just they got healthy and a week off, and they got back on track. So Rams 37, Jacksonville 7. Cowboys and the Saints. Uh, Cowboys 27, Saints 17. Five straight losses for the Saints. I played the taps for you last week to talk about the Saints season. I watched every second of this game uh, because I hate the Saints. I love watching them lose. 
It's not as much as the Bucks winning, but it's really close. Bucks win, Saints lose, great weekend. Right? I mean, that's just the way it is. It's just awesome. Taysom Hill, uh, the $92 million guy that uh, apparently has pictures of Sean Payton inappropriately uh, somewhere, um, had four interceptions, shown that he's not a quarterback. Don't know why they keep giving this guy money. He rushed for 111 yards. Congratulations on that. Uh, what does that mean? You can't throw the ball. So you absolutely stunk up the, the deal. I really loved watching it. Every time he threw a pick, I watched Sean Payton's face. It was hilarious. Hey, Drew Brees is the reason why you're even significant, Sean Payton. So let's just get that straight. Without Drew Brees, the Hall of Fame uh, quarterback that you got from uh, the San Diego Chargers who bumped their head and let that guy walk away uh, with an injured wing, and then uh, all of a sudden he just throws – he plays for 10 more years and goes to the Hall of Fame. But the reason why you're even relevant is Drew Brees. So let's not, let's not act like you're some, you know, brilliant coach uh, without Drew Brees because you're not. And I love saying that. Uh, although you're a good coach, I'm not going to take that away from you. But I'm still going to come and find you one day. Keep a lookout for me over your shoulder, uh, Sean Payton. Uh, Mika Parsons, first-round draft pick out of Penn State. He only had five tackles and a sack and a, and a tackle for loss for the Cowboys. He's got ten sacks in the season. He's defensive player of the year, in my opinion. I know that everyone's going to give their vote to Miles Garrett. I just think that Mika Parsons makes a bigger impact on the game because he plays the run and the pass equally, and he's physical and he's mean. Uh, and I love watching him play. Uh, again, Cowboys 27, uh, the Saints 17. Uh, Saints fans, I hope you lose every game. I hope you put the bags back on your face. Uh, and I hope that um, you lose your team. And I hope they go somewhere else. I hope they go play in Canada or London or something. Lions, Vikings. Lions won 29-27. This was my second favorite game of the week besides the Bucks game. I was so into this game. The Lions were up by 14. Then they went down by 17 in the fourth quarter. They tried to give the game away. Awful time management by Dan Campbell, the Lions uh, head coach. But he's a first-year coach. They, they don't know how to use the clock. He literally tried to give the game away over and over and over again. They gave up a touchdown. They march all the way down the field. They get down there. Two seconds left on the clock. Goff hits uh, Amon Ross uh, St. Brown out of USC, their fourth-round draft pick, for a touchdown. The place goes nuts. I mean, it was, it was amazing. It was like they won the Super Bowl. Goff runs over and hugs uh, Dan Campbell. Everybody's going nuts. I felt in that moment, I felt like this is what Bucks fans felt like for, for 14 years. Anytime we won a game, it was like we, we, we were celebrating like we, like we won the lottery. Uh, I, I understand how this feels, and I feel for every Lions fan. We're sitting here nitpicking, oh, this guy didn't run the right route, or this guy threw I, I just I can't tell you how proud I am of the Bucks and how privileged I am to get to watch football played at this level. Uh, Levi um, Orizukariki, I always say his name wrong, I, and if he's listening, I apologize. Uh, defensive tackle out of Washington, second-round pick. He had three tackles. He had a QB pressure. He really disrupts the line. So if you look at the Lions, but you know, with Panay Sewell and Levi and Amon St. Brown, you know, they actually use their draft picks. They actually drafted players that are contributing to their team. So I'm happy for Dan Campbell on that. Again, uh, Lions win 29-27. If you didn't watch this game, don't watch the whole game. Just fast forward to the fourth quarter. It's worth watching. Really fun football game to watch. Uh, Indianapolis beat the Texans 31-0. I believe the Texans didn't come out during the second half. I think they forfeited. Uh, I'm not sure. You guys have to watch that game. But uh, if I were the Texans, I would have not come back out in the second half. Jonathan Taylor, running back out of Wisconsin, 
Bucks fans are familiar with them. Uh, we just played him last week. Second-round pick, he had 32 carries, 143 yards, and two TDs. He dominated the game. Tyrod Taylor was benched for Houston. Davis Mills, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because he was a draft pick this year. Davis Mills, their third-round QB out of Stanford. He had 49 passing yards. I don't know if Detroit or Houston is more void of talent. I'm not quite sure, but they don't have a lot of stuff going on, and I, it's, it's sad. It's sad. It really is. The Bucks had some players. We just didn't know how to use them when we were bad. I mean, I just don't see any talented players on some of these teams. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how many draft picks it's going to take to, to fix it, but I'm going to tell you how many they're going to try to use. I got that part. Um, again, Andy wins 31, Texans 0. Miami 20, uh, Jets 9. Miami's on a big win streak. Congratulations to Brian Flores and his team. Uh, they're playing very, very well. Uh, there was a Mike Glennon QB sighting. He was a QB the Bucks drafted in the third round out of NC State. That guy's still plugging around. He did his normal thing. He did just enough to make you lose. Uh, nothing spectacular. Didn't throw the downfield ball. Very accurate in his three- and four-yard throws. Um, assuming that's, uh, he's been in the NFL so long, he doesn't make mistakes. He didn't throw a pick. He's just a game manager, but just not, not one that I would want to start uh, for a team. He's just a backup guy. Tua, first-round draft pick uh, out of Alabama, uh, 30 of 41, 244, and two TDs. His play the last three weeks has been really, really good, guys. And I can tell you that Jalen Waddell, their first-round draft pick out of Alabama, is a big reason why. Nine catches, 90 yards. He's a difference maker. It looks like Tua is figuring out how to get the ball into Waddell's hands, and I think that's going to really help his career. Um and I really like the way Tua's playing right now. I was really down on him at the beginning of the year. But most likely he's going to get hurt in the next game or so and be gone for the season because that's just the way his luck's gone. He's played well in stretches and then gets hurt. But maybe this is the time he doesn't. So uh, I wish him the best. Javon Holland out of Oregon, the second-round pick uh, for the Miami Dolphins, uh, had five tackles. He's just a terrific player. This guy's going to be a Pro Bowl safety for Miami for a long time. He can rush the passer. He can defend the passer. He can tackle well. He's just a really exciting player to watch. Uh, Jalen Phillips, first-round draft pick at a Miami defensive end, um, had three tackles, two sacks. He's got eight and a half sacks on this season. He's just a pass-rushing machine. He really played well in this game. So if you look at Miami's uh, draft picks between Tua, Jalen Waddle, Javon Holland, and uh, Jalen Phillips, man, they're putting together some talent in Miami. And, and Brian Flores is figuring out how to uh, how to put it together. So congratulations, Miami. I think has won four or five games straight. So congratulations to Miami. Uh, let's go on to the Ravens and Steelers. Talk about a boring game. Ravens 19, Steelers 20. Uh, Najee Harris, uh, 21 of uh, um, 21 carries, 71 yards out of Alabama. He was their first round draft pick. He's still at that three and a half yards per carry uh, deal. It just looks like when he goes to run, that, that Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line is not playing physical, and their defensive line is not playing physical. They're, I just don't see – I know they won this game, but they – it doesn't – And t, they won the game because T.J. Watt's a superhero. I mean, the, the, I think the guy had three sacks and a million quarterback pressures, and then I, – I don't know. That guy's amazing. But um, Dodge just looks like every time he goes to run, the, the line just gets no push. So I, I, I hope that changes for him. I, I think he's a good guy and a good player. I wish them the best. The Steelers have got to get back to physical Steelers football. I just haven't seen it. Uh, Devin Bush, the linebacker out of Michigan, he was a first-round draft pick the same year of uh, Devin White for the Bucs. Uh, again, um, he's not playing well. Um, he's just not a very good player. 
and uh, I think they made. I think they're realizing they made a mistake uh, with Devin Bush. Um, uh, he's just not the player that they thought he was going to be a difference maker. But um, but he, you know, he's still young. He's got time. But he's been hurt. And, you know, maybe that set him back. But my goodness, he just he just looks soft out there. He doesn't look like a stealer. Uh, the Ravens at the end of this game. If you guys didn't watch this game, it's really interesting. Uh, John Harbaugh went for two at the end because he was worried that he wasn't going to be able to, to to win this game in overtime, uh, and they they missed a two point conversion and went ahead and took the loss. So it was an exciting thirty seconds of football at the very end of this game, but the rest of the game was very boring. Um, the Forty Niners and Seahawks. Forty um, Niners, one of the hottest teams in football, lost. Uh, 30 to 23 to the Seahawks. For goodness sakes, the Seahawks suck. I wish you would have beat them. Hate the Seahawks. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, the running back out of Louisiana, six-round pick of the 49ers, 22 carries, 66 yards, one TD. He's definitely a great find for them. There was a late goal line stand in this game that was really interesting. Seattle somehow held uh, the 49ers out of the out of the end zone to win the game. Um, it actually depressed me after it because, uh, one, I want the Seahawks to lose every single game they ever play. One, I want Pete Carroll to retire and go away. Uh, never want to hear from him again. And then the 49ers, I, I, you know, I, I like Garoppolo, and they ran hard. They played good defense in this game. Russell Wilson just, you know, he came back and played the best game he's played since he's been injured. He had a couple of touchdowns. The ball was accurate coming out of his hand. It looks like his finger's getting healthy, so – you know that's a that's a problem, but I hope he gets I hope he leaves the Seahawks at the end of the year and finds a new home. Um, basically, the 49ers threw to Kittle the whole game. Um, George Kittle had 188 yards uh, receiving. There really wasn't a receiver that that caught over 55 um, yards, so they really needed to distribute the ball better. Uh, again, Seahawks win 30, uh, 49ers uh, 23. Uh, Denver and KC. Uh, KC won this game 22 to nine. It, it was a much closer game than, the, than, the t- than it shows. Javante Williams, the running back in North Carolina, second-round draft pick, he's a star. I've talked about him since week one. 23 carries, 102 yards uh, rushing, six catches, 76 yards into TD. That guy's going to be on a fantasy football team next year. Uh, I guarantee he's going to be a first-round draft pick. This guy is the real deal. Uh, I really like Javante Williams. I love his physical running style. Uh, Jerry Judy, first-round draft pick at Alabama at four receptions, uh, 77 yards uh, for Denver. But that's pretty much – those two guys were pretty much it. Uh, the quarterback for, for Denver uh, just did not play well um, through several picks in this game. He's supposed to be a game manager. He's supposed to be taking care of the ball. And he, the last two weeks, he's just been terrible. Mahomes had no TD passes in this game, again. So everybody who says KC's back, I mean, that offense is not back. I mean, they're winning games, sure, and they move back into first place. Congratulations. But they're not playing in, at near the level it's going to be required for them to win in the playoffs or win another Super Bowl. Uh, and, and also, I wrote this in my notes, a running back led Kansas City in receptions. Uh, uh, Daryl Williams, three for 60, so in, in receiving yards. So they didn't have a receiver get over 60 yards. Their running backs led them in receiving. Very odd. For, the, for Mahomes not to have a TD and running backs to, to lead them in receiving. But, again, KC wins 22-9. to nine. Uh, Again, my, 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 one of my favorite games of the week happened last night in New England and the Bills. Uh, New England won 14-10. This is a Bucks opponent, the Bills, this week at 4 o'clock. The good news is they're going to come off a short week where they just got physically pushed around. At one point, New England ran the ball 29 times in a row, and the Bills couldn't stop it. 
it was three and four and ten and three and ten. I mean, the Bills just got physically dominated at the line of scrimmage. I hope that um, I hope that Bruce Arians is paying attention because I think in this Bills game, I think we're going to really attack that line. I bet you they're going to be tired coming on a short week. They've got to be exhausted after that many uh, running plays against them. Mac Jones, first-round draft pick at Alabama. He completed two of three passes for 19 yards. Yes, that is correct. He only threw three passes in the entire game. Uh, Damian Harris, second-round pick out of Alabama, 10 carries, 111 yards. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, we talked about him several times. Uh, He was out of Oklahoma, fourth-round draft pick, 24 carries, 78 yards, 200 yards on the ground for the New England Patriots. Again, they win 14 to 10 over the Bills. The wind was 43 miles per hour, so even when they were kicking the extra point, the ball floated all around the goalpost. It was very interesting. Uh, for the Bills, the only rookie to talk about is Greg Rousseau. who's a defensive end, first-round draft pick out of Miami. He had four tackles, one tackle for loss. He's had a very solid season. Um, but uh, you want to talk about a physical game that was just won at the line of scrimmage? What a throwback game. This would make Tony Dungy happy, this game. Uh, get Wherever he is, I guarantee he enjoyed watching this game. Uh, again, Bills are our opponent this week. I hope they're tired. I hope they're tired of, of, of trying to tackle running backs. They're going to come into Tampa. It's a 4 o'clock game. We're 9-3. and three. We're going 10-3. and three. We're going to roll the Bills. I don't care how they're coming in. I don't care how angry they're going to be. You're going to run into the buzzsaw that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thank you for listening uh, to Best in Class. Please catch us at uh, Bill Curry Tampa. Uh, Catch us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, See all the stuff we have going on at Curry Cares, which is really terrific stuff. Uh, Contact Grace if you have anything in the the, um, community that you'd like to talk to her about. Please, we're always interested in in helping people. Uh, This is the end of the year, so we're going to our end of the year push. Our construction has started, so please, uh, when you come in, don't mind our mess. We're actually building something spectacular for the Tampa Bay area, and it's something that Tampa truly deserves uh, is to have a spectacular dealership. Um, that's going to have all the amenities uh, from around the world. And I'll tell you what, when you will come here, you will see something spectacular and you will be very proud to be living in Tampa when this is built. And the Curry family been, um, has been in Tampa for, uh, since 1961. These are great people, third-generation business. Jennifer is a female owner uh, of a Ford store, which is rare in this country, and she is absolutely killing it, and we're very proud to work for her. And again, um, to all of our affiliates, to all of our our vendors, uh, Bill Curry Ford wishes you a Merry Christmas, and I hope you have a great drive home. Thank you.